week of our Haumana series, which has been awesome. And we have a really exciting service today because it's going to be a little bit different. But we're going to talk story. Um, one of the things that God has been doing in this season in our church is try, it's a transition season. And many of us see what's happening out there. Um, back to like um, Myra announced, next week is our back to home service. So we're trying to get back to normal, get people back. It has been a long two years and the church has been scattered in many ways. And so we're trying to see how God's going to unify his bride, his body of Christ in this next season. And so this is kind of the, our heartbeat. It's like, God, what do you want to do this season as we transition? What do you want us to look like as a church? And we realized, uh, let me put it this way. During COVID, a couple of things happened. And, and I see, I, we saw this in statistics and we saw this just talking story in, with other churches and stuff going on. What was happening in these bodies of Christ in Kailua, around Hawaii and all over is obviously the mandates and everything affected. So a lot of people stayed home. And a lot of people needed to stay home and just felt safer to watch on service, uh, watch service online, which is awesome. But then other than that, what we don't see is that 2021 was a record year for pastors leaving their jobs and quitting churches. Isn't that interesting? Across the nation. 2021 was a record-setting year for pastors stepping down. And we have to ask this question, why is it that pastors were stepping down? And, and Pastor Rick and I could tell you too, we had our own struggles during COVID. Not that we were thinking about quitting or anything, but it was a rough time. Because when the community of the church doesn't come and we don't meet, it creates problems everywhere. There's something that God designed you and I to do faith together. We find meaning and purpose with each other. Isn't that a beautiful thing? That we don't have to do this alone. And so when you are taken out of my life and when we are taking out of each other's lives, something happens to each one of us. We struggle because there's something missing. There's a puka. <laughs> so if you ever get that pastoral text from myself or Pastor Rick, like, we miss you at church. It's not like a guilting, like, you need to come back. It's a, I actually feel a puka because we don't see you. We're not connecting with you. This is actually how we feel. So what we're trying to see now is like, okay, God, the mandates are lifting. Something's changing. There's a new wind in the air. Many of us feel it. But God, what, what might that look like? And so this Haumana series was launched out of, hey, how do we as disciples come together and read the Bible and see like, okay, what does Jesus ask us to do? How do we get back to the core of what Jesus has asked of us? Yeah, as Jesus followers. This is what we're going to do. So I want to share a verse with you that kind of will give the, the over-vision of, of the calling for Haumana. This is, a, this is an opportunity for us to reignite our calling as children of God, as followers of Christ. It says this in 1 Corinthians 12, that the human body has many parts, but the many parts make up the whole body. Okay, you guys are like, I went to science. <laughs> I had biology class. I get this part. So it's with it, so it is with the body of Christ. He's making this comparison that like a human body has one head and plenty body parts. Jesus is the head and we're the body parts. What does that mean? What he's saying is this, is that the body is active. It's a living thing. He's not saying that the, 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 uh, the church is kind of like a, a building and you're the door, you're the doorknob, these kinds of things. It's not like inanimate objects. We bring life to each other and we interact. There's neural connections between every part. Does that make sense? There's something living and active about this analogy. But Christ is what we're all connected to. He's the head. 
So some of us are Jews, some are Gentiles, some are slaves, and some are free. Today, what that means is some of us are Hawaiian, some of us are Haole, some of us are Japanese, some of us are rich, some of us are poor, some of us get this kind of background, some of us came from this kind of family, but we've all been baptized into the body by one spirit. Amen? One spirit fits all. I love that. That's the kind of church we are. We're a one spirit fits all kind of church. And we share in that same spirit. Yeah, the body has many different parts, not just one part. If the foot says, I'm not a part of the body because I'm not a hand, that does not make it less a part of the body, right? So if you're like, oh, I, don't, I can't teach the word like Pastor Rick, I must, I'm worthless here. It's like, no, 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 you're still a part of the body. You might not be the same body part as Pastor Rick, but you're equally important. So if the foot says, I am not, uh, oh, sorry, 16, and if the ear says, I'm not a part of the body uh, because I'm not an eye, would that make it any less a part of the body? No, of course not. If the body were an eye, how would you hear? Or if the whole body was an ear, how would you smell anything? These are really basic questions, but you get the point. If we don't have you individually as a part of our body, how are we going to do what God has called you to do? We need you to do that. Does that make sense? So he goes on to say this. But our bodies have many parts, God, uh, and God has put each part where he wants it. So how strange a body would be if it had only one part. So if we were a church full of everybody who was gifted like Pastor Rick, we could all teach the word and that kind of thing, we would be lacking in a lot of things, yeah? If we were all had my gifts, everyone here shared the exact same gifts as me, we'd lack a lot of things. And you can go around everybody. If everybody looked the same, if there's a uniformity in the body of Christ, we're lacking the wholeness, the diversity that God has given us many different parts for many different functions. So the eye can never say to the hand, I don't need you. And the head cannot say to the feet, I don't need you. In fact, some parts of the body that seem the weakest and least important are actually the most necessary. This is so encouraging to me. Many of us will come to church and be a part of a church family and feel unseen or unheard and behind the scenes. The Bible is very clear. These are oftentimes the most needing of protection. You are more necessary than you think you are. Isn't that awesome? So if you feel like, oh, Pastor Mark, I don't know, my faith, I'm kind of like on, I don't know if I'm fully in, fully out. I, I feel like I'm just trying to figure my life out and I'm not sure where I fit into things. Let me tell you, you have a purpose here. You have a, God has a plan for you here. We need you. Not just we want you here. We need you here. That's what I'm reading. That God says we need you here because the more body parts that we have, the better function that we're going to have as a whole. So the parts as we regard as less honorable are those we clothe with greatest care. That's our kupuna, our children, those who we might see like, oh, they're not as important to the function of church or whatever. Those are the ones we have to have an extra eye on and say, those are the ones that need the greatest care. So we carefully protect those parts that should not be seen. While the more honorable parts, the things that we see from stage, the people, the falles of the church who just can do everything, you know what I mean? Father can speak, Father can connect, he can do technology, he can do everything, he puts up the wall, he can do everything, right? Not just him, plenty of us. But while the more honorable parts do not require special care, some of them do. And so as a body, we got to take care of the parts that need care, yeah? Um, so God has put the body together in such that extra honor and care are given to those parts that have less dignity, that have less honor, like get less um, recognition, this makes for harmony among the members, so all the members care for each other. 
if one part suffers, we all suffer. If one part is honored, we're all honored. Isn't that amazing? This is the nature of what church looks like. It's that you are important, you are needed as equally as I am. And you might have known this, like back when the first 300 years after Christ died and he resurrected, the first 300 years of the church as they started were heavily persecuted. And the persecutions made people scatter. And after the persecution stopped, they came together and said, we need a creed. And this thing called the Nicene Creed happened where all the church leaders got together and said, we need to get our stuff together and reorganize so that we can be the body of Christ that God's called us to be. Because what has happened in the world has scattered our sense of vision for a godly community. And I feel like there's a something similar to here is we have been tiptoeing around church, trying to make sure we're spreading chairs out far enough, doing masks, and oftentimes we have forgotten to say, what is God doing in our unity together? What might God want to do here in our church, in our community, all over the place? How might God want to grow us as a community? The good news is in these homeowner groups, we've been asking that question and kind of taking the power out of sort of staff and leadership hands and into your hands and being like, what do you guys see God doing in our church? And I tell you what, Holy Spirit showed up. Holy Spirit came up with so many initiatives through each one of you, so many of you, that we wanted to kind of share that today on stage. Isn't that awesome? So we kind of want to hear from our community, our body parts, not just hearing from pastors all the time, but what does that look like for the Holy Spirit moving our church forward. And so would you welcome with me, I think we're starting with the heart group. So I'm going to invite, um, and you understand why we call them the heart group, the hands group, the eyes group, because this is what Paul talks about. We're all body parts and we're all contributing to something. So um, yes, yeah, so we're going to start with the heart group and we're going to bring Anita up and she's going to share on behalf of our group. Can you welcome her as she comes? And we're going to go interview style. Amen. You get that blue mic. So Anita. Uh, I want to hear kind of like, too, like the stories of what God had been doing in those groups. So I want you to quickly tell us um, why you felt called to that group, and then tell us about the dynamic of your guys' group. Hmm. Well, we're all family here, right? So <laughs> I can be honest. Um, well, first off, I'm not the only leader in our group. Um, there's also Uncle John, who would have been here, but he's not feeling good, so... Um, shout out Uncle John if you're watching. Please keep him in prayer. And then also Jaina who's doing the slides up there. She's one of our other leaders. But so back to me being honest was <laughs> honestly was um, if you don't know, I have a sister. Her name is Miley. And honestly, I wanted to join whatever group she wasn't going to be in. <laughs> so... <laughs> Because for some reason, you know, everybody likes to put us together, but we are two separate daughters of Christ. So, but Pastor Mark asked me first where I wanted to go. So I was like, oh, yeah, okay, I'm going to take the heart group. So that's actually what led me to the heart group. And what kind of people were in your group generally? Like, tell us, like, the vibes that, of your group as you guys talked about stuff. Honestly, it was so diverse, like... Mm -hmm from age, um, ethnicities, like, it was definitely, I knew already, because obviously, you know, for, because everyone here obviously has a heart, and so, you know, just to see that I knew already that coming into the group, we were going to have such a diverse group, mm. so I already knew that it was going to be one 
pretty diverse group. <laughs> and you guys, which was, uh, well, which, which was awesome. It was. It was diverse, and I loved. Like I would peek my head in sometimes to your guys' group, and we have questions for the groups to go over. They would never get there because everyone's just talking story, sharing their heart, and it's just like you guys are so awesome, just loving on each other. Which is like, oh, you're the heart group, of course. Like everyone's just loving on each other. People are crying, and it's it was a beautiful, it was a beautiful group. But um, tell me, how did you see sort of God? Um, work in your group? Like, what kind of things did he do? Man. It was already just from the first meeting, really. And then, of course, we had dinner, too. So that was pretty awesome, too, just to come together to share a meal, you know, like Jesus did. And that was also another opportunity that we could talk and meet other people in other groups. But when we did come together, mm. just from the first meeting, we were able to go around and because a lot of us actually we had um, members that were new to you know fairly new to the church and then some of us more seasoned so it was a good opportunity to just get to know everyone um, hear their heart and why they joined the heart group so it was really amazing and there was actually one member that it was so awesome she came to our first meeting and that pretty much was almost it. We didn't see her again. But because she, you know, just from that first meeting, she just felt really led to, you know what, I have a friend that is, you know, during this time, COVID separation is kind of lonely. So on Tuesday nights was the day she was available. Yeah. So she actually took that, that night to spend time with her and, yeah. you know, just have that close fellowship so so good just actually putting the gifts right to use so she missed heart group to go and love other people with her heart right yeah so okay that's awesome that's so good um let me ask this question is what kind of one of the things for these groups was asking like hey how can we as a church serve or love people better and for you guys as all these soft-hearted diverse group of beautiful leaders and people who are just behind the scenes servants you had a great mix of people what were some of the things you guys said, hey, we could start loving better this way? What's something that, like some initiatives that came out of your guys' group? Well, just like you said, we were basically mostly talking story, um, <laughs> talking about each other's, you know, weeks and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, but some initiatives that we were talking about was from when we did have that one night of, okay, what are some initiatives we can yep. do? Um, one of them was just basically just meeting somebody new, you know? So the next Sunday, um, we just put it out there that, hey, when you come to church and it's the greeting time, don't just, like, say hi to the person in front of you or in the back, but, like, go and look for somebody who you've never met before mm-hmm. and just introduce yourself, you know, yeah. to um, say hi, you know, welcome to church, just doing something so basic to yeah. some. Yeah. Um, and then also was another one, because like I said, we have, you know, some people that were newer to the ch- fairly newer to the church, some that were seasoned. So we thought, hey, why don't we bring back the name tags? Oh, come on. The name tags. <laughs> so those white little, you know, things that are out there, they're not just for decoration. They're actually name tags. So we thought, let's bring those back, you know, mm-hmm. because... Of course, during this, it's like, okay, separation, all that stuff. But we're like, no, we're going to wear our name tags, be proud of who we are, and meet somebody new. Amen. So we brought those out. And then actually, I'm going to use my heart right now and give you a name tag (laughs) to put on. So 
I will wear this with pride. Yes. Now you guys all know who I am. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Mm-hmm. And some of the things, too, is that we were talking about how some of the ministries during COVID kind of crash, and they're ministries that are really good at loving people. Mm-hmm. So maybe tell us what's going on with those ministries and the plan for them coming back. Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, so actually, we have a... Uh, meeting powwow after church um so we're gathering our heart ministries which are the greeters hospitality um and then also our ushers just to come together and you know just say hey we've been you know doing church this way kind of you know loving in this way how can we now just love in a different way right of course with christ's love yeah but definitely how can we do that coming back to you know coming back to the house coming back to home right that's awesome so So if you there's a lunch today for the heart group so if you want to sign up for heart group today you can and you get an extra perk because you get free lunch if you like stay today yeah so i'll leave you the last word uh how would you encourage people if they're if this is something that they want to help with i want to help with just loving people better inside our church walls um what would encouragement you give to someone who may be thinking about it I would say just do it. I mean, we've been told to not do this, not do that. So why not in the place where we can be the most transparent, we can, you know, do things in Christ's love, just do it. You know, go out, meet people, you know, in the church, um, introduce yourself. And really, honestly, it's being plugged in is really joining because in our group, I mean, we had so many great ideas, um, and they not only work for like how we can love um, people in the church, but even in our own families. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I've shared this before, but I think it's such an an awesome, you know, like thing is that yes, um, technology is not evil, mm-hmm. but if you use it in a good way. So some of us, you know, um, there was an idea that yeah. was given that you know we have family all over the world, all over, you know, the mainland. And for myself, having a sister that's out in Maryland, shout out Lobo, what's up, Um, is using technology to, you know, stay connected. Um, You know, and that really was, instead of just phone calls here and there, but one time just everybody getting on a Zoom call and just talking about life, you know. And because, of course, we can't do that in person. So if, you know, um, you do have family here, Go and go to the beach or, like, go do something, you know. Mm. I really can't, can't emphasize enough that being in fellowship is really where you can feel Christ's love. Amen. Yeah. I love that. And it's one of those things that we felt the most during COVID is the separating of relationships. We see God wanting to repair those. Mm. Amen. Can we give it up for Anita? She th- shares honestly. Thank you, guys. Thank you. We're excited for um, all the things in that ministry. And I want to... Um, highlight really quick, everybody, if you had, weren't a part of this, it's not too late. We actually want to continue things going after the, even though the series is Paul, Anita's going to have a sign-up sheet. So if any of these groups that you hear today, you're like, I want to be a part of that and what God's doing in that, go sign up. And it's no commitment necessary. We can talk with you and work with whatever you're available to do for time. But if you just feel like my heart is there, I want to just see what God is doing in that way, just sign up and we'll go from there. Amen. Amen. The next one we want to invite up is the mind group. The mind group had the kuleana of 
asking God, what kind of ways can we use teaching and learning and the teaching gifts within our church to extend uh, his ministry? So can you bring up, uh, we're going to bring up Kale Cosmo. Can you give her one? Aloha as she comes. So the Cosmos, um, hi. So the Cosmos had the, the daunting task of being together as a family in this group with Pastor Rick. So it was a good, no, it was awesome. Um, and some of the things that they had come up with were, were amazing. But before that, tell us why Kale. And if you didn't know, Kale is an educator by trade, a phenomenal one. And she's an educator of educators. And so she is, this is not only kind of what God has put in her, um, but Jason too. You've seen Jason preach. Jason, in their family, there's this, this wiring to educate and to spread knowledge, to spread the goodness of God that way. So tell us why you chose to be in the, the mind group and what you saw God do in your guys' group. Aloha kako. Good to see you guys yes. from this angle. <laughs> um, so just kind of reflecting back to the first day, we took that Pastor Rick Warren spiritual yep. gifts test, right? Um, I finished mine. Jason didn't finish his because he was like, this is so long. Oh, my gosh. I could do all these questions. Um, but unsurprisingly, mine came out to be more of cerebral mind, minds group. He is not. He is by default because we had to tag team my son needed to go to practice or whatever. And so by default, he would come and meet with Pastor Rick as well. So we were kind of um, just tag teaming throughout the season, the session. Awesome. Sorry, what was the question? Yeah, no, what, did, uh, what was that like? How did you feel? Did God kind of like open up doors for you guys? Like what kind of things did you come up with and how did you see God moving in that? Um, in the Minds group, I thought it was really, um, really neat. Uh, we had Wally and his wife in for, for um, a portion of the session. Um, I think a lot of the, the main things that came out was equipping, equipping church, um, mm-hmm. equipping, looking for gaps that um, people were interested in, motivated in. Um, I think for when Pastor Rick and I met on our one-on-ones, a lot of the conversation circled around um, us being here in Hawaii and how, um, how unique it is here, yeah, and how unique God's movement is here and was here. Um, prior to even everything happening with any kind of outside movement coming into our Hawaii here. Mm -hmm. Um, And so a lot of that coming out and and inquisitiveness around that Mm -hmm. um, is kind of what came up. Mark and I always have these side conversations just about that. And so, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, no, so good. So it's like you're recognizing the need for a sort of like equipping just all of us, like we need more equipping. Even us as pastors, we need to be equipped too by things. And so how do we steward that as a church? But what you're saying too is good is there's a story here. There's a mo'olelo that we live in in Hawaii that's long, super, like it's been such a long, rich history in these islands that it's a story of God. It's his story and what he's been doing. And so how do we bring that to light and help us all in that teaching, help us all find kind of our spot in our place um, as servants of Christ? Um, and so what kind of like things did you guys see? Like these are kind of low-hanging fruit. This is stuff we can jump in and start doing. Um, I think the two main low-hanging fruit that we kind of articulated out. Pastor Rick, yeah. jump in when you, if, I need, if you need to. <laughs> He's like, you're talking, Kale. Um, yeah. <laughs> see, so the first one is equipping seminars for our children's church. And so when the church first started, I was very active in children's church because my kids were younger. And so just equipping volunteers, um, especially teachers who have that heart, you know, the volu- um, volunteer heart to work with our, our keiki, just having those types of equipping sessions. 
um, and possibly holding it at Ross and Steph's Tea House, at Waioli Tea House. Nice. Shout out, yeah, Manoa. Yummy scones and yeah. coffee. Um, and then a second was um, an equipping seminar, uh, developing people who, who have the heart to preach or to teach up here um, yeah. on stage or even not on stage, maybe on the side or one-on-ones, just having um, those type of equipping sessions, coaching, developing preachers to share messages. So those were the two kind of low-hanging fruit. That's awesome. Um, and then the other stuff we talked about was more around social media. Um, so when we talk about interest and, and looking at different generations um, coming to church, especially now, there's a movement, there's a, there's a revival we see um, all over, yeah? A, a lot of us feel it in our, in our heart, yeah? Mm-hmm. That things are happening in our world, things are happening locally here. And um, social media kind of jumped out um, as part of our conversations as well. So. I volunteered my daughter. <laughs> hey. She's looking at me and giving me stink eye right now up there in the booth. My two, yeah. two of my daughters are up there. But, um, hi. Um, she's, also, she's in a residency um, with Kamehameha, and, and it's a really, um, it's a, a very rich endowment here, a, an endowment in the business of education and what their kuleana or their task is to, is to get... Um, cultural awareness out there um, to, to that generation. So, so good. why not for Jesus, right? Let's Amen. just get make Jesus more famous out there to Amen. all generations. So good. Yeah. So Keloha is now our new social media director. We've given her that title. <laughs> and we need the next generation in that capacity because I don't know how. Yeah. But yeah, amen. So that's awesome. So if, let me just say it this way. If you have been given a word in your heart, something to teach, expertise on something, you get a mo'olelo to share, any kind of thing that you can equip or help the body of Christ in any capacity, sign up for this group so we can just kind of be a part of that and talk story about how we can raise platforms. You know, the, the church was never designed to have one teacher. It was designed to be a place full of teachers, teaching the gospel in all sorts of different capacities. So if that's you, if you've got that gift, we want to invite you to that process. So thank you to Kale, Mahalo. to Pastor Rick, and give them one more round of applause. All right, you guys. The next group we get uh, is an awesome one. I got to tell you which one it is, though, first. The, the next one to get is the hands group. The hands group, yes. Hands group. Seth and Meg, come up. This one is so awesome. Um, this is the group hands dedicated to working and serving. How can we just be of service both more outward into the community, but also in, within the family too? So welcome you guys. Thanks. So you're going to have to share a mic. Um, but let me ask you guys this question is how, um, how was group for you guys jumping into it, leading it with the vision of like leading people into service or finding opportunities for that? What was your guys experience like? Yeah, no, I think, uh, our first experience was we had a, a very similar uh, experience as the other groups where we had a, a large diversity of people. Uh, it made a really interesting conversations where we were able to hear the perspective of all the different generations uh, when it came to what the needs of Kailua, Kanyoe, and Waimanalo are. You know, I think when we're younger, we have an idea of what the needs of the community are, but we have people who lived here their whole life, 60, 70 years, 50, 60, 70 years, and uh, they provide the perspective of how uh, the community has changed and how the needs of the community have changed. So super awesome. So that's awesome. So we get a wide perspective of needs. People have been here a long time. People have been here a short time. And everyone gets different perspective, yeah? How was that trying to condense, like, what can we actually do to help? Because sometimes the more needs we see, the more, like, overwhelming it becomes. How did you guys process that part? 
Yeah, so I think uh, one of the things in terms of how we kind of got to our final initiatives, which I'm sure we'll share in a little bit, but uh, was just taking all of these ideas and taking all of these skill sets and then kind of deciding what can we practically do right now? And there's a lot of great ideas out there and there's a lot of these large visions about what we want to do. But I think the one thing that God kind of kept telling us and showing us through various things was just keep it simple. There's no reason that you need to reinvent the wheel per se. There are organizations out there that need your help. Um, there are partnerships we've had before and we need to just rekindle that. And very simply, that's all we need to do. So So. for us, it was, I think people responded well to that idea of we've, we've done things before and we just need to start doing them again. And, and that's the direction we need to head. So, amen. So I love that. So we were recognizing where those connections we had in our churches, but lots of really cool connections over the years, work with different ministries, doing different stuff, but COVID kind of just ruined a lot of that. So kind of reaching out and being like, Hey, how can we serve again? How can we be a part of this again? Um, And so if someone, and let me just say this, Seth and Meg are such terrific leaders in general. Um, So if if anyone is in the group, they saw that, but just their communication, their leadership, their processing, I was just like, wow, the way that you guys kind of navigated so much thrown at you and you're like, okay, where do we start? How do we start? How do we do this and get everybody involved? Um, what would be your guys' encourage? Oh, let, let's first share. What was the the things that you guys like? Those low hanging fruits. What are the things we can jump into and start doing as a church better? Yeah. So I I actually want to tell like a story I had from a church that Megan and I both went to when we were in college, um, and there was a the concept that they talked about was there's a lot of churches in the community that we were in that saw a need like for example in, in Kailua, Kaneohe, and Waimanalo like a homeless a homeless need. Um, where churches felt really passionate about the homeless and then they would go hand out food or they would go hand out uh, items that would be helpful for that community. However, there were already other churches who were already doing the same thing. So churches would would be essentially duplicating efforts to try to help each other. Uh, And so some of the low-hanging fruit that that we wanted to tackle as a hands team was first identified churches uh, that were already trying to tackle uh, the problems that we were identifying and partner with them. Yeah. Uh, so some of the low-hanging fruit that we that we first wanted to tackle was um, uh, the Nazarene Church. On Wednesday nights, they do uh, a homeless shelter or a homeless uh, feeding. So we wanted to be able to partner with them uh, and provide uh, food or, or needs that they had. We even had some members. I'm going to shout out Alice right now. Uh, she's shy, but uh, <laughs> uh, she... She, w- she had the kuleana to go and try to talk to the homeless to actually ask what their needs were. Because sometimes I think as a church, we assume what they need yeah. instead of going out and asking what the needs of the community so are. So yeah. shout out to her. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it is one of those. I love that, Alice. Thank you for doing that. Because that is one of the things. There's this disconnect between our assumption of the needs versus what the actual needs are. So I love that you guys bridge that. Um, and maybe Megan answer this is like, how would you encourage... What's exciting going forward? What do you see like God going to do like by just in the next season of community service in our church? Um, and how would you encourage people to jump in and be a part of that? Yeah, absolutely. So uh, one of the things that we're going to try to do is um, one of the things that Alice discovered in this, you know, when she decided to ask the question was like hygiene items are a big item that that homeless need. Um, They want things like laundry detergent or soap or a toothbrush and toothpaste. And so one thing we can do as a church is just gather those items and then 
find a way to disseminate them, whether we take them ourselves or we take them to an organization that's already established. And the Nazarene Church already has the relationships with the homeless, so uh, what makes the most sense for us is just to partner with them, and then from there we'll see where God leads that. But um, we don't want to hurt what they're doing, and they've taken the time to build up, so yeah. uh, instead let's just help it uh, rather than you know kind of mess it up or try something else. So. That's so good. Yeah, and the other thing we talked about was uh, renewing our partnership with the Mary Jane House to help support yeah. the uh, the women who need uh, yeah. baby showers and things like Amen. that. Amen. Amen. And the, those are like, and the Hope Center, and there's other things on that list that are all in this neighborhood, which is all really cool. And um, I want to share something, total God thing. As this was processing, I was on Instagram, and... I got a random, randomly DM'd a guy who reached out to me and said, hey, I noticed you're a pastor in Kailua and started talking story. I had no idea. We talked story for like a week. Turns out he's becoming sort of the interim pastor at the Nazarene Church. And so I was like, oh, that's so funny. We're just talking about connecting with you guys. But, and he told me, he's like, no, it's so funny. We get like 50 people, homeless people, show up at the Nazarene Church on a Wednesday night. We don't have enough hands. And I said, well, that's funny because we have hands. We don't know where to put them. <laughs> so we're like, there's something that like that God does in these orchestrating when we're faithful, like he'll make those kind of interconnections. So thank you guys for being faithful in your part. Can we give them one more round of applause? Awesome. And next up, we have the eyes group. So we're going to welcome Ed Chun to come up. And Fale was a part of this group, but Fale's got to stay. So we're just going to welcome Ed. Now I got to warn you, when it comes to vision, you guys get like those, um, you know, when you go into the... Um, the what is it the 3d movies they put on the glasses like you might need that there's gonna be so much vision you might need some extra glasses to kind of filter what's going on here so but this this group was awesome so this was um ed and a handful of others and so much i felt like god was spoken out of the eyes and again the eyes group was to cast vision for like what could our church possibly look like what could we possibly be doing something a lot of i think a lot of churches including us in the past have stopped asking and in a faithful way, asking God, what might you have in store for us? And so these guys had the, the kulian of tackling it. So Ed, tell us about your group. How did it go? Like, how did, um, how was it, like, maybe start initially jumping into it? Um, what was your heart? What was your group like, your dynamic like? Um, first, to be honest, <laughs> yeah. Um, didn't have any intention to, I was trying to find ways to plug in, but uh, got voluntold by Pastor Mark. Uh, it's the I, only way. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Basically, I guess, you know, he just seeing who I am as a person and, you know, what we've done in the past uh, and just seeing, I guess, gifts and talents that we, we, we have, you know, that uh, was blessed by and be able to try to put it in the right direction to be able to benefit him uh, in, in, in everything. So... Um, he put me into this role of eyes group and helping to bring vision to a direction of where we should go or, you know, how we should do it or, you know, just different ways that we can connect and using the church as a, basically a conduit to reach our community. Yeah. So, um, you know, I think through it all, it's, you know, this, I, when it first came up, it was like six weeks. I'm like, we've put together major things in a short period of time. But I'm like, six weeks? Ooh, it's a tough one. <laughs> but something happened. Yeah, Some, a, stuff, lot, stuff, a lot happened. A lot of things started happening. A lot happened. Which, so. was, which was crazy. He came to me like week two. He's like, at first, he's like, bro, Pastor Mark, 
at first, I was like, there's no way we could get anything accomplished in six weeks. And after like week two or three, he's already like, things are falling into place. Like, it's super funny. So I want to tell, um, tell me about like the conversations that you guys were having, like with Fale and Kaleo and those guys. What were the things kind of being stirred? In that yeah, group? we were just, you know, obviously tasked with coming up with something in a short period of time and saying, you know, what's the vision going to be? And then so there's a lot of different things through conversation um, in our group through just um, devotions that popped up out of the blue. I'm like, how is this happening? Um, and just, you know, these little things that were just aligning um, and, you know, just start to realize that, you know, that was him working. Um, and obviously putting yourself aside and knowing that, you know, even though you want it to be your timing, it has to be his, yeah. right? So the timing was just released in so many different ways, not just in the group itself, but even with, you know, speaking on the vision of what it, could, what it can be. And then the dots and the doors opening and you're sitting there like, this is crazy, yeah. right? And it, even outside of this, like he's moving already, right? right. Even through like the leaders, like uh, meeting with the city um, uh, parks and rec director here and the principal at there and multiple principals in our community and the organizations in our community. And these doors are open and they're all, their ears and their eyes and their heart are just sitting there like, we want more. And so be able to come up with ways to be able to connect with them to yeah. really reach not just them and their needs, but just their heart and really reaching their heart and really showing them in a, a, an extraordinary, extraordinary approach to what we believe in and who we believe in. Right. And just being that light through, um, you know, who we believe in. Amen. Yeah. I love that. And so, Ed, if you don't know Ed, Ed's been a community leader in a lot of different ways in the last, you know, he grew up in Kailua, longtime Kailua family but has been leading sports programs in all sorts of different ways, been interactive, knows choke families. He's one of those guys, if he goes anywhere in Kailua, he's gonna run into a dozen people he knows because he's been here a long time, especially working with the youth in sports and whatnot. And so for you, using those connections and seeing how God, these can be spiritual connections, what was that like for you in terms of like, you know what God's gifted you at as a, as a sort of a community organizer, leader, entrepreneur type. How has the change to be like, hey God, what does this mean for your kingdom? You know what I mean? How can I use this for my kingdom? Right. And it is, you know, just seeing how these groups were organized and really categorizing, you know, the heart, yeah. the hands, the eyes, all these different types of ways and seeing how it um, all comes together for his purpose. Right. And, you know, just seeing through the things that we already do. So me and Savan, we worked for years with each other. And um, I think that's one of the big things that we've always spoke about was, you know, because a lot of sacrifice like for him he's a business professional and the sacrifice he puts in from his work his family um be able to make a big impact in the community it's just um everyone must start crying already <laughs> should <laughs> no it's, it's a great example for not just myself but for all of us yeah um because he impacts many yeah Uh, no, just um, if you guys know his, his volleyball status, you know, very rock star back in the day, but the humility he approaches to serving a community. Yeah, so good. In um, what he's been blessed with. Um, so not necessarily just in the, um, in the playing side, but more in the de developmental side to give opportunities to others. Is... Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, join us, Simon. Yeah, this is awesome. 
Yeah. And he's wearing a name tag. I love this. Hey, man. Um, no, it's, it's been a great example for, you know, how we should live life to serve our community. Yeah, uh, so It's good. because it's, you know, there's not necessarily, it's been um, all rainbows and butterflies, yeah. you know, through the challenges, you know, really to come up with different creative ways and being, you know, just living an extraordinary life to be able to show there's something that lives in us that can really conquer anything that we come up against. Amen. Amen. That's so good. Probably should have been in the heart group. Look at you. <laughs> no, that's so good. And let me, um, one of the things that as, as I listen into their conversations too, and same thing, vision is one of those things that can go in any different direction, but using the gifts and the talents of people in our church, the passions is, man, the schools are open. The next generation needs Christ. There's so many things that we could do to serve in schools and in sports programs and stuff like that. And so as the weeks went on, these doors were opening. And um, why don't you tell us about fire? Because this is, and this is going to sound strange to some, but this is kind of what was birthed. And I think it has the potential to be a huge ministry thing. So tell us about it. So fire, um, it's, it's crazy because behind the scenes, we start talking just be based off the people that I do know in the church and the gifts that they have. And I just start to, this vision starts coming up. I'm like, this thing makes way too much sense. It's like. It's lower than the low-hanging fruit, right? <laughs> it's on the ground. Just grab on the ground and just start picking them up and putting them in your basket already. But um, just with the gifts that I, you know, the people I have relationships with the church with, it just made way too much sense and way too easy. And and I, it, he's orchestrated that way. You know, I think just in my life itself and in meeting the people that I need to meet and um, just really making the right timing, his timing, to be able to execute such a, something of that such. So the fire um, was something that we were discussing uh, kind of behind the scenes, it was kind of cool because it wasn't necessarily just in our group, but it was just in multiple groups of people, members in uh, other groups. And um, the fire means uh, fearless. Um, and it was uh, not just fearless, but a fearless faith. Um, and in order for us to take that first step, we have to have that fearless faith. Um, and then the, sec the I is for intentional, you know, just be really being intentional in what we say we're going to do and actually do it. And then in the, uh, the R is for relation, relational. And in order for you to take that first step, being fearless and being intentional, you're going to build relationships. And people are really going to see that, that effort that you put in and really see that, that E, which is an extraordinary life, right? And the extraordinary life that we've been blessed with because of who lives in us and who we serve, uh, that's basically fire. And fire is that now become the light in the community. Right. And so that's all multiple different walks of life, just different types of, you know, people, um, everybody just to come together to make a difference in our community and just be that light for our community. And we're joking, but, you know, I don't think it's going to be a joke. <laughs> it's we, we're joking and we're saying, you know, these crazy wild off ideas like we're going to wrap a truck. We're going to call it the fire truck. Yeah. We're not going <laughs> to put out fires. We're going to start fires. And we're just going to, when people see this thing rolling through, they're going to see like, wow, this is something that is going to be able to, that is going to come to serve the community in a capacity that is going to be an extraordinary way that really blows their socks off and really moves their heart in the direction to have a relationship with Jesus. So good. Amen. Isn't that awesome? So to clarify too, where we're kind of headed with this is making, we realize the need and the connections and the open doors we have in our communities are actually really vast. So realizing this is a vision bigger than our church. So we started thinking interchurch and realizing if God, the Spirit of God is going to do something. It's going to not just be in the Hope Kailua, it's going to be all the churches in our neighborhood. So part of the things we've been doing is trying to talk story with other pastors and be like, 
You guys like do something. You guys like do something too. So we all want to, and what I've found out is when I talk to other pastors, everybody's in the same place. We want to serve the community. We're not sure how. Uh, and so, and they want to do it together. Deep down, people get their stipulations. Getting pastors together is like herding cats in a lot of ways. But when, deep down, we all have the same heartbeat. We want to see Jesus known in our community. We want to see people transformed by the, the love of Jesus. So if we can get people together for that way, what fire is, it becomes this like um, multiple church network of people whenever the community need pop, pop, pops up. We have a resource pool from all the different churches in Kailua and say, hey, we need people who can do this to help with this, and people can just show up. So it's a lot of just networking and scheduling, and, but it's, it's orchestrating the body of Christ, unifying like those nervous tissues that bring all the different body parts together, making that strong so that when there's a need, we can respond. Yeah, so there's this fire truck like <laughs> element. And we, all, we have a logo. Bo is an amazing graphics artist, and he already fired us like, a super good logo. So we have this logo like, hey, if we all go up, it's not about like your church, my church. We're all just wearing this fire. And then when people ask us, hey, what is this fire thing? You're like, let me tell you about the light that lives within me. You know what I mean? So it's all to point back to him but it's just out of the service and love with no conditions. So, yeah. amen. So, Ed, what do you like to do? How do you like encourage people to jump on board? So, yes, there's multiple different things that we've discussed on ways for you to plug in. And, you yeah. know, everybody and anybody can plug in, you know. And I think what we have here as just a church community is so many different ways and walks of life with great experience, just great resources, great uh, knowledge, just talents, gifts that you know we can just orchestrate it and put it in the right way that he wants us to be and just plug in and everybody can help each other be able to accomplish that big goal of reaching our, our community. Uh, one of the big low hanging fruit is April 2nd. Um, we already had the meetings with the board of directors of the Kainala Little League. And one thing was the coolest meeting, I got to sit there and ask them, I said, what's your wish list? You know, what's your pain points? What, how can we serve you? And, you know, before they were even to answer, I said, here's some of the ideas that we've had that we've discussed that we can be able to come and serve you right away and make a huge impact that will just really see like an extraordinary approach that we just talked about. But one was saying um, sound, you know, we have all these talented guys that have the ability to do sound, you know, so to a sounding event, how important is that? But we do it every Sunday. So why can't we do it on a Saturday? Right, our media team and our you know our technology you know kind of over there with uh, live streaming, but be able to have the people in our community connect together through the talents that Kaino has of connecting through live stream, right? And then we have guys that can take pictures and do video and do edits and make it a really a live event at such a little league level, right? But to make it such a professional production that people sit there and like this is the question that was asked, how much does it cost? <laughs> and the answer is. It's free. We just want to love you. And as at the end of the day, they're still there scratching their head in disbelief of, no, really? <laughs> this can't be. Because what you guys are bringing to the table would cost thousands of dollars in order for it to be organized at that capacity and done at that level. So what really is it? And so again, at the bottom line is us being that conduit of God's love through this effort to go and serve our community at even from five years old, which is the little league level. And what is super cool about it, that league is also recognizing at that same time a, a servant of the community that is 90 years old has been doing it for over 60, 70 years. So from the five years old to 90 years old and all those generations in between will be there celebrating and we have that way to be able to sit there and serve them and celebrate alongside them and teach them what that looks like in God's, through God's love. Amen. So good. <laughs> Amen. Now you see why I've all and told him. 
You understand. You guys get it, okay? So if I volunteer, told you something, that's why. Um, Sivan, why don't you give us a word? Like, what are you thinking? How are you processing? So I actually wasn't part of the uh, Tuesday night group. <laughs> well, at least not directly. Um, I had practice on the, those days, so yeah. I couldn't make it. But uh, regardless, you know, I was very involved. You know, I talked to Ed probably, uh, if not every day, then for sure every other day. And some days, like uh, all day long. So, um, you know, but the, the bottom line is that, you know, some of you know, but you know, we organize big events that all kind of relate to, uh, to sports, uh, whether it's youth or high school or whatever it is. But uh, anytime we take on an event uh, or we take on a task, it's, it's never, the, the goal is not volleyball, for example. You know, it's not, it's not about that. Everything that we do has to do with, uh, you know, how can we actually affect and touch the community in a positive way. Yeah, so if we do it in a sports way, how much more the church, who's just filled with just people that love, yeah, because they experience God's love, people that are called to serve, because Jesus said that if you want to be the greatest in the kingdom, you got to be a servant of all. Yeah. yeah, so how much more the church is equipped to do these kind of things, going and touching the community, and it's not about the event that uh, is going on. It's not about even who you touch. It's about that the church is, is going and actually loving the community, just like we're commanded. In fact, I don't know if we can do anything else as being uh, Christ followers. So, so good. really, uh, uh, thank you, Ed, for, for being in, uh, in the group. And thank you for sharing in that, uh, you know, in the last uh, eight, eight weeks or so, you know, the... Again, the other vision of, uh, you know, starting out fires everywhere. Yeah, I love that. Thank you. Amen. Awesome. Can we give it up for Ed and Sivan one more time? Thank you, guys. Appreciate you, brother. Hey, and um, I want to add a really quick note to this because something tied in, and this is one of those God workings. Um, Alyssa, really quick, did you want to come share your vision too? I'm going to totally put her on the spot. Come on up. I was just thinking too, this totally kind of connects. I'm fully putting Alyssa on the spot right now. This is impromptu right now. So while these groups were happening, God literally gave Alyssa a vision and a dream too. And it, there's so much interconnectivity to everything going on. So I'm fully welcome, Alyssa. Well, now my heart is pounding. <laughs> I know, sorry. Um, just real quick, like how did God speak to you through this? Like what's, what was the vision he gave you? Okay, well, I was in the gym uh, before this homeowner series even started. And, um, you know, I was doing my, my back pulls, whatever. And then all of a sudden, I feel like the voice of the Lord just, just came down on me so heavy. Like, I dropped my weights and, and instantly just felt like this is from the Lord. And there was no doubt about that. <sighs> okay, hold on. Every, every time, every time like I talk about it, it just goes, whoo, Jesus. Okay. <laughs> so he basically told me, you're going to put on a worship night for all of Hawaii to come together and worship the one true God that is me. <laughs> and I was like, what? <laughs> what the heck? Where'd that come from? And, and immediately, like once I heard that, I was like, no way. There's no way that this is gonna happen. Like, why me? Why? And and with that vision, like I saw a ton of like small different churches 
coming together, making one big church, and um, just revival, like revival for Hawaii. And it's like the people of Hawaii need it. You know, like it's not, it's not something that that like I want to do myself. Like no way. Like people of Hawaii need this. They're they're struggling and they're hungry for Jesus, and they don't know that. They don't know that they are, but you know. So yeah, and then and then another confirmation that that happened. Um, this one girl who who God put on my heart to be a part of this. Um, she posted something that was basically confirmation about this whole thing, and she said that a year before she moved to Hawaii. Um, she kept having these reoccurring dreams of tiny fires <laughs> around the island, and God is bringing one big fire together. Like, and, and for me, I reached out to her, and I was like, sis, like, those little fires that, that God gave you in your dream, those are the tiny churches, the, the churches around the island, and they're coming together, and we are going to bring revival so yeah, get ready because <laughs> it's gonna happen. Amen. Thank you so much for sharing this. Yeah. Um, amen. We had to share that too because that wasn't a group effort, but it was like, bro, God is speaking something and bringing confirmation to so much of this. Thank you, listen. Yeah, and then Ed right. brought his vision, and I was like, okay. <laughs> so much fire, so much time, so good. Amen. So, um, yeah, amen. Let me, let me invite up our last one. Thank you guys for being patient. We want to really want to kind of let Holy Spirit speak through everybody. So we're going to bring up our voice group. It's our last one, Kainoa and Chris, which is an, also an, an awesome group. Can you give them a big aloha as Kainoa and Chris come and join us on stage? So the voice group was tasked with the kuleana to how do we learn to speak life the way Jesus wants us to speak life and lead the church in ways of speaking the things of God over, whether it's our families, our church, our community, whatever. Uh, so welcome, you guys. Yeah. Maybe um, kind of start us out and tell, tell us about group. When you guys started meeting, what did group look like for you guys? Um, you know, group was, really, group was really good because um, we did that shape test uh, that we did a couple weeks ago. And that allowed us to discover um, giftings that some of us may not have been aware of, or maybe had aware, been aware of, and um, uh, it just reinforced uh, you know, that understanding. So um, as you can tell, voice, uh, we talk a lot, right? <laughs> so there was a lot of good discussion in the group. And, um, but it, the more important part of the discussion is having the ear to listen, right? And, and that's one portion that, um, that I shared with the group that I felt uh, that's one part of the body as we look at the fivefold that wasn't really mentioned. And that's the important part as the fivefold ministry is being able to listen, right? And kind of like what um, uh, what the, the other group had shared earlier was um, not just going out and doing an initiative and thinking to yourself, oh, this is what the community needs. No, it's really about listening to what the community needs and, and listening to um, how can we be a, a support to that that platform? So that was a lot of um, great discussion that um, even was surprisingly, uh, even Chris had brought up uh, something that was real interesting that was actually in line with some of the heart and vision that you had with uh, with church and churches. So, totally. yeah. 
Awesome. Yeah, and Chris, tell us about that. What was your experience like being in that group? What were things that you saw God doing? Well, first off, I would, I would say we did the, the shape test, and I, I did not come up as being voice. The other area I didn't really come up with is my family pointed out to me is uh, they said, which group are you going to join? And I named off all the group. You know, the head one made more, more sense. You know, the eyes one made more sense. I didn't mention the heart group. And both my wife and daughter said, well, you know, you, the one you didn't mention is the heart group, which, <laughs> which I think they were trying to imply maybe I don't actually have a heart. <laughs> But I didn't, join, I didn't join the voice group because the paper said I needed to join the voice group. I joined the voice group because somehow I knew I needed to be part of that voice group. Amen. And Amen. I can tell you when I went in there and they said, well, why are you here? I don't know. I'm not a prophet. I'm not anything like that. But it was the group of people who were in there. Uh, I needed them, and hopefully to some degree they needed me Amen. at that moment. Come on. So. I love that. And this is a true story. We actually had the first week we had a girl going down to heart group. She came in, hadn't picked her group yet. She went down, she was walking into heart group and she turned around. She's like, I think the Lord's telling me to go to voice group. And so she turned around mid hallway, came to voice group and they asked her that question. And she said, no, I think God told me like, well, you're in the right group. Cause this is about hearing God's voice and being obedient to that. So anyway, so I love that. What kind of what I'm saying is learning to listen. And that's biblical, be quick to listen and slow to speak. And so if you're a voice group, we speak out of a posture of listening, yeah? And so for you guys, what did God stir in your discussions? Like, how did you actually see movements and connectivities and the things of God flowing out of it? Well, I guess for me, it's, it's everything you just saw yeah. up here. Right. You know, for those who, who've been a part and you heard me when I, when I spoke before, and, and I've said several times, you know, I, I owe an apology, number one, to God, but an apology for you because I hid for over a year mm. within the congregation. I, I sat out there, and, and God was trying to remind me of who I am, yeah. who he designed me to be. And in this moment and with this group, God not only reminded me who I am and what I am intended to be, but he used every last one of you to show me who you are. And in there, there was a beautiful, a beautiful thing. I'm a very independent individual, and I always think, well, I guess I can do everything on my own, even though I can't do it on my own. I can't raise kids on my own without my wife. I can't do anything on my own. There is a beauty in what you saw here. It's a beauty in our incompleteness. It is everything that they say in 1 Corinthians and, or in Corinthians. It is that we are the body. We all need each other. And seeing the beauty of every single person and every single time we had a meeting, I got reminded. I used to be an ex-preacher, so I'm sorry I get going every now and again. <laughs> but, but every single time there was a confirmation. Even today when you stood up today, for those who know, the, I've, I've been working on a book. It's a 20-year project which has been going on. And the very last chapter in my book you just spoke about. Right there, you spoke that. The very first day, he, he quoted the title of what is my book, which is going to be out there. And it's not about me. It doesn't, the, book, the book never gets published. It really doesn't matter. What matters is what God is doing in the midst of all of these things. So good, yeah. So love that. that's what, that's so what I saw is the beauty of every single individual in here and how much Amen. I, we need each other. Amen. That's it. Thank you. Well said. Can you give him a round of applause? And I, I want to just echo that before Kano goes. I want to echo that as moving from a paradigm of, oh, we're better together, or we can do, it's good when we're, when we, teamwork is a good thing, and we can do good things when we come together. It's more of like, no, the Bible is saying, 
I need you. I can't do it without you. It's a different paradigm than, oh, teamwork is fun. It's no, we need each other. I can't do it without you. You can't do it without me. And something beautiful, God shows up in a, a, a beautiful way when we allow him to bring us together in oneness. Amen. So Kainoa, same thing for you. How did you see God's movements flow out of your group? And what is, um, and sorry, leading that into what are the things to come? What are the kind of initiatives that you guys see would be good steps for us? Yeah, no, thank you. That's a good question. So um, one thing that we had saw within the voice group, you know, when we were discussing, we we're kind of like contemplating and thinking to ourselves like, well, what can the voice do, right? When you think of the heart or you think of the hand, you know, they're, they're able to go out into the community. They're able to uh, reach people, do the manual labor, right? And you think to yourself like, okay, so what can we do as a voice, right? As a, as a mouthpiece. And, and really it came down to, um, well, in, in that case, then what we're gonna do is then we're gonna partner with each and every one of those groups and we're going to pray over those groups. And we're going to speak God's authority over it. Because, you know, the Bible says that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And we believe that if we receive Jesus Christ as our personal Lord and Savior, then I see Jesus in you and Jesus in me. So when I speak God's word over you, I know that there's power and authority over it. Only because, as we see here, everything came to existence because of God's word. Right? As soon as he said, let there be light, there was light. So I know that by speaking his word into his existence, that's what happens. And that's one thing that we're going to do is uh, partner with every group and, and believe that God's going to open up opportunities. God's going to open up ways that no man can shut those doors Come on, um, and that, man. you know, um, partner with the churches as well and see how we can grow God's kingdom, not a house or a church, but grow God's church, Amen. grow God's house, God's kingdom. Um, and I know that may sound cliche for some, and you may have heard that before, but this is a serious thing. Yeah. This, is, this is a big thing. And if you didn't catch it from what Ed said about fire, man, you gotta, you gotta get into it, guys. You gotta yeah. get into that vision because that's what's gonna help us and God's kingdom grow because it's, it's all about him. Amen. Yeah. I love that. Super well said. And we, so we ended with these guys for a reason, because I want to ask you guys actually to pray over all the other groups, because I, I, I think that that's what God's gifted you guys with. And to be able to speak life over the other groups and the other initiatives, I think would be a beautiful thing if you guys could do that. Um, and I want to say real quick too, the just kind of summarizing before we close is this, is that lots was kind of said, there's teaching platforms being raised, there's community service happening, there's in-church ministries, there's a lot of movement. I would just really encourage you again to see Anita afterwards and just be like, look, I want to help. Even if you want to help and God's stirring your heart and you're not exactly sure how yet, just let write your name and we can just talk story and process with you guys as you go. But here's the idea is we can't do it without you. <laughs> we need everybody in our church. If we're going to see a, a, a new wave of the Holy Spirit coming, we believe that it's going to be an Akako thing. It's going to be an everybody on, everybody on board doing what you can, doing what God's gifted you with and finding a place for that in this body of Christ. Amen. So that's, that's kind of the vision moving forward. We love every single one of you. If you're brand new this morning, I think someone was new. Guess what? You're in the body. <laughs> you don't have, there's no initiation. Just jump on in. So we just want to kind of encourage everybody to be in part. Pray about it and ask God, Lord, how may you want me to be serving in this body of Christ? And so um, we're going to pray. And actually, Alyssa was also inspired. Her and Brian were inspired to write a song called Haumana about being a disciple of Christ. So they're going to close us with a song. So maybe let's stand together. And we'll have Chris and Kainoa just kind of close us in prayer, and Alyssa will come and lead us in a song. Will you pray with me?
Father God, we thank you. We thank you so much for all your love and for all your grace and for all your mercy, for everything that you have done for us. We thank you that you have created us. You have designed us all uniquely. And the beauty that you have designed in each and every one of us. Lord God, wake us up. Wake us up as the church, as Ezekiel cried out and said, cry out to those dry bones. We cry out to the dry bones right now that, Lord, we, we will be your people. We will be your church. And we pray for every single one of the initiatives which is going on. That, God, all of them will be bathed in you and bathed in prayer. And that each of them will have your heart and your spirit. And anything that needs to, to go, let it get it out of the way. Let us not be afraid as we step out into the world and we begin to love the world and be the church that you intended us to be. No longer about ourselves, no longer about our own building of kingdoms, but God only and solely and completely about building your kingdom and about every soul, whether they come to this church or they go to another church, that God, every individual would hear the gospel preached to them and that we would grow to be the body. We pray for the hands. We pray for the eyes. We pray for each and every project. We pray, Lord God, for all the meetings that Pastor Rick and that Pastor Mark are having. Lord, we bathe in prayer each and every church which is around. We pray for them this Sunday that, God, they will see victory in you and that each of those meetings will be blessed by you that Mark and that Rick will see through your eyes and see what they can do to bring about reconciliation of your body so that we, once again, Lord God, can truly be what you have designed us to be. In Jesus' name. Father, in the name of Jesus, we come before you, Lord, and we just thank you for this opportunity to share hearts, to share vision, to share uh, inspiration, Father God. Lord, we just pray that you would cause a stirring within our hearts, Lord, to catch upon this vision. We pray that there's a stirring within our hearts to see your word bring forth into this community. Lord, we just ask that you will um, continue to encourage us, but also to encourage each other. As your word says that iron sharpens iron, so does a brother sharpens the countenance of one. So we just pray, Lord, that we sharpen each other, that we uh, sharpen each other's countenance, Lord God, that we encourage one another, that, Father, that we can't do life alone, that we do life together. And that, Father, it's not because of my own good doing, it's not because of a pastor's own good doing, but, Father, through the workmanship of everyone here together, working together for your glory. So, Father, we just pray that uh, if there are stirring of hearts to join or are interest into joining a Hamana group, to join a group to uh, be a part of the heart or the eyes or the mind or um, just any part, Father God, that can be a part of the, the uh, advancement of your kingdom, we just pray that you will cause that stirring to happen, uh, that there will be a confirmation, Lord God, of things happening today. Uh, and that uh, with today's meeting, that there would be a covering and a blessing over that. And we just ask, Lord, that you will do mighty, mighty works uh, through the combination of your people that's here, uh, those uh, around us, even the churches that will partner as well. Lord, we just pray that may your name, may the name of Jesus reign, may the name of Jesus be known in and through this community. Father, we love you so much. We bless you. We bless your people. And we praise you, Father, in the mighty name of Jesus. All of God's children say. Amen. Aloha church family. Thank you so much for joining with us in worship this morning. 
We truly hope that you were refreshed and, and strengthened in your faith during these crazy pandemic days. We want, invite you to look at all of our messages. They're available on our YouTube channel. We'd also invite you to download our church app. It's just a great way for us to keep in touch, to communicate, also for you to receive materials. So uh, take advantage of downloading that church app. We would invite you to partner with us as we continue serving God faithfully during these days. And you can give online, you can give on our website, uh, or mail a check into our street address. We really appreciate your support with that. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord turn his face upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord grant you peace. We love you. Aloha.